Good morning. It is Monday, April 9th, and I happen to see, because I do a little research before I start my show, that it is National Winston Churchill Day. Um, Many of you did not know that. I'm here to tell you about it. So anyway, I thought it would be appropriate to do a quote of the day from Sir Winston Churchill himself. And the quote is this, by the way. He was a British statesman. He was born November 30th, 1874, and he passed January 24th, 1965. And his quote is this, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Hey, that's your quote of the day. Have a great Monday. Here are your horoscopes for April 9th from the New York Post and Sally Brompton. Aquarius, if you allow yourself to get too caught up in the rights and wrongs of the world over the next few days, it could make life less enjoyable. Forget about the bigger picture and focus on how you can make a difference on a one-to-one level. Pisces, keep your spending under control this week because if you go over the top now, you are likely to regret it before the end of the month. The planets warn you may not be as well off financially as you seem to believe. So be prudent. Aries, don't make any hard and fast plans as the week begins because almost certainly they will have to be changed later on in the month. Just go with the flow and trust that the tide of events will wash you up someplace that is to your liking. Taurus, Try not to interpret everyday information in the worst possible light. You may be tempted to believe that the powers that be may have it in for you, but nothing could be further from the truth. Your only real enemy is your overactive imagination. Gemini, you may think that nothing can go wrong at the moment, but while Mercury, your ruler, continues to move retrograde, you cannot be sure of that fact. By all means, be positive mentally but don't make commitments you may find it hard to get out of. Cancer. You may have big ambitions, and you may be destined for the top in your chosen field of endeavor, but don't take too much for granted. If you act in haste over the next few days, you may be given the chance to repent at your leisure. And Leo. Your confidence has rarely been higher, but try not to get carried away with your own brilliance. The sun in Aries may put a rosy glow on your current situation, but there are things going on behind the scenes that could cloud matters over the next few days. Virgo, you may not be the sort to get emotional for no good reason, but while your ruling planet Mercury is going through one of its retrograde phases, there is no telling what you might do. Can you be sure that your thoughts are entirely logical? Libra, You have built up a head of steam in recent days, and it is important that you keep the momentum going as the new week begins. The moment you start to slow down, your energy will tail off quickly, so push yourself every chance you get. Scorpio, you've taken on a lot of new tasks and responsibilities over the past few weeks, and no doubt you could do even more, but don't force yourself. Aim to do two or three things really well, rather than half a dozen things no better than average. Sagittarius, life is suddenly hugely exciting, 
even though nothing of any great significance seems to have changed. What has changed, of course, is your attitude. You now feel so much more positive about your long-term prospects. You're right to be optimistic. Capricorn, even if you are the kind of Capricorn who does not like to show your feelings, you can't help but be a bit emotional now. But don't make too many promises while you feel this way, because it's unlikely you will want to keep them all. And these are your horoscopes for April 9th. If today's your birthday, April 9th, not easily understood, your emotions fluctuate a lot, although you tend to wear a manner of strength and will. You have very refined and particular tastes, and others might find it difficult to know how to please you as a result. The truth is that you are very sensitive to subtle issues that others might overlook. At times, you can be very frank, which can be refreshing to some, and off-putting to others. You are highly competent and success-oriented. Famous people born today include Dennis Quaid, Hugh Hefner, Jenna Jameson, Kristen Stewart, Elle Fanning. Happy birthday, Aries! Today in Rock, April 9th, in 1860, what is believed to be the world's oldest recording was made by French inventor Edouard Leon Scott de Martinville when he recorded a young lady, believed by historians to be his daughter, singing Claire de Lune. The song was captured on a phone autograph, a device that engraves sound waves onto a sheet of paper blackened by the smoke of an oil lamp. The event took place 17 years before Thomas Edison invented his phonograph. 1964, Capitol and VJ Records settled their feud out of court over the rights to recordings by the Beatles. Capitol contended in the suit that VJ's rights to the Beatles had been canceled on August 8, 1963 for non-payment of royalties. VJ was forced to stop selling From Me to You, Please Please Me, Love Me Do, and various other releases. April 9th, uh, the Rolling Stones also made their first live appearance that year on British TV's Ready, Steady, Go. In 1965, Bruce Johnson joins the Beach Boys, replacing Glenn Campbell, who was playing bass on the road and singing Brian Wilson's vocal parts. In 1970, Paul McCartney announces a temporary break with the Beatles, citing personal differences and adding that he will no longer record with John Lennon. Paul disapproved of Yoko Ono and of Beatles financial advisor Alan Klein. When a reporter at, called Lennon to comment upon McCartney's resignation, John said, Paul hasn't left. I sacked him. A week after McCartney's announcement, he released his first solo album, Spelling the End of the Beatles. 1974, Terry Jacks was at number one on the UK singles chart with Seasons in the Sun an English-language adaptation of the song Les Morabon by Belgian singer-songwriter Jacques Brel. Earlier recordings had been released by the Kingston Trio and the Fortunes. 1976, folk hero Phil Ox hanged himself at his sister's house in Queens, New York, and he was only 35. In 1977, ABBA earned their only number one hit in the United States when Dancing Queen went to the top. 
The song also led the charts in 13 other countries. 1988, Brooke Benton, most often remembered for his 1970 number four hit, A Rainy Night in Georgia, died of complications from spinal meningitis at the age of 57. Along with his own hits, Benton also wrote A Lover's Question by Clyde McFadder and The Stroll by the Diamonds. That same year, Dave Prater of Sam and Dave was killed in a car accident near Sycamore, Georgia, while driving to his mother's house. He was 50 years old. The original duo had split on New Year's Eve 1981, and Prater continued to tour as the new Sam and Dave Review with Sam Daniels. In 1989, the Rolling Stones' 52-year-old bassist, Bill Wyman, reveals his plans to marry 19-year-old Mandy Smith. The two had been dating since she was 13 with the consent of her mother. The pair divorced in 1991. 1997, songwriter Laura Nero died at her home in Danbury, Connecticut of ovarian cancer at the age of 49. Nairo wrote numerous hit songs, including Eli's Coming by Three Dog Night and When I Die by Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Stony End by Barbara Streisand, along with Stone Soul Picnic and Wedding Bell Blues by The Fifth Dimension. That same year, May Boren Axton, who co-wrote the Elvis Presley hit Heartbreak Hotel, was found dead at her home in Hendersonville, Tennessee. She was 82. Her songs were also recorded by such country stars as Patsy Cline, Farron Young, and Hank Snow. She was the mother of singer-songwriter Hoy Axton, who wrote Three Dog Nights, Joy to the World. In 2008, Elton John performed in concert at New York City's Radio City Music Hall to raise funds for Hillary Clinton's U.S. presidential campaign. With ticket prices ranging from $125 to $2,300, the effort took in over $2.5 million. In 2009, Randy Kane, a founding member of the Delphonics, died at the age of 63. The Philadelphia Soul Group reached the Billboard Top 40 six times, including Lala Means I Love You and Didn't I Blow Your Mind This Time. In 2013, the passing of former British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher prompted a huge resurgence in the song Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead, taken from the 1939 film the Wizard of Oz. Fueled by campaigns on Twitter and Facebook, the tune soared up to ninth place on the UK iTunes Downloads charts and second place on the Amazon Singles Downloads chart. A Stanford, Connecticut band called The Fifth Estate took a rock and roll version of the song to number 11 in the US in 1967. And this was your day in rock. So an old man goes down to the Social Security office and fills out an application. Too old to have a birth certificate, he's asked to prove he is old enough to collect. He opens his shirt and shows them the gray hair on his chest, and they accept that as proof. He goes home to his wife, proudly shows her the check, and explains to her what has happened. She replies, well, get back down there, pull down your pants, and see if you can get disability. Something that bothered me all weekend and I want to share with you was that a report came out that a mom was charged with decapitating her seven-year-old son in western New York 
And of course, I live in New York. And so the deputies arrived to a very bad scene and there was nothing to be done. And uh, first grader Abraham Cardenas was killed and that was Thursday evening. And this bothers me to no end because this woman had been discharged from, I guess, Rochester Hospital. Uh, I'm really, I'm not sure they have the name of where she had been discharged, but she had been a patient. She, oh, Rochester Mental Health Center. She'd been a patient there. She'd been treated several times there and they released her and this, this is the result maybe a couple weeks later. And what I'm saying here is that there's a serious issue going on now with our mental health. Um, It's not getting it done. The assessments are not complete. The money from insurance is not there to take care of these people. And we don't have proper housing for those who are more seriously ill, like we used to. Years ago, when people were a little bit more pragmatic, we had institutions. They didn't have a good name, but they were a place, and I'm not saying they functioned in a great manner either, but they were a place where these people were in a controlled environment, away from the stressors of uh, social life, which they could not handle. And we have a clear situation of a mental health patient who should not have been released and put back into the general population. And we, we see this need because, number one, these type of patients, they are seriously ill, they are not good about taking their meds, and they're very dangerous. And whether you have a knife or a gun or whatever weapon or poison, whatever it is, maybe you're just pushing someone off the subway uh, platform. These people need a different level of care than they're getting. And I'm angry. I'm angry that we're to this point again in New York State where ironically we have a very uh, democratic governor and yet he does not seem to follow that platform of progressiveness and you know, just in general, he does not follow the democratic platform. Whatever it is, politics aside, this is a health issue for the community and it needs to be addressed. It needs to be taken care of. It is damaging. It is traumatic. It's traumatic to me to read this. I was traumatized all weekend. How would the students in the first grade class in Rochester feel? How about the parents? How about that community? 
Whatever's going on is not enough. Let's stop the violence created by people who need special care. It is a major step we need to take as a nation. And uh, we need to turn our attention to it, not yesterday, but today. Okay, I've gone on long enough. This is your Monday, our Monday. Let's make it a good week. Bye.